1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. That's a quotation from Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, on public television. And we sure have a lot of helpers out there today, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? We're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'd like to welcome attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Thank you. And I'd like to welcome Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, everyone. I'm just curious, does it help you guys to record better when you each are wearing a ball cap? (laughs) Yes. It's too bad you can't see us, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, I'm the only one here without a ball cap. And Mike's only wearing a ball cap. (laughs) No, 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 no. We won't go there. Well, Fred Rogers was really an interesting character. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie, Mr. Rogers, but it was really an excellent movie. I highly recommend it. Have you seen that, Pete? I have. I liked it a lot. I just realized that's the first time I've ever said the word ball cap. Ball cap? (laughs) Is that an old-fashioned expression? Yeah. Very much. What would you call it? A hat. hat. A hat. All right. So... Well, different generations, folks, <laughs> as they say. Welcome to MoneyWise. Anyway, MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning, as you know, by USA Wealth Group. Mike from uh, the Lance Law, Inc. law firm has been with us for quite a lot recently. We are now, as we mentioned last week, we're broadcasting, or we're recording, I should say, from the studios of Lance Law, Inc., and USA Wealth Group, located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And as with last week, we have this big white fuzzy dog Luna under <laughs> our feet. If you want to see what Luna looks like, visit the website. What's our website, Peter, for USA? Just usawealthgroup.com. Okay. And you've got pictures of Luna on the site, right? There are pictures of Luna on the site. I don't think that she and Willow are on the homepage, but they're there. Um, there's a special section, I believe, with them. And Luna and my daughter were just uh, on the front page of the local Dartmouth newspaper, which unfortunately nobody's probably looking at because nobody's going out and picking up papers nowadays. It's called Dartmouth Weekly, right? Dartmouth Weekly, yep. Yep. Well, I think you also had it put up on the website. So visit usawealthgroup.com and you'll be able to see it on the website as well. Yep. Yep, that was fun. I also happened to read recently in the newspaper that there's now been a record number of dogs being adopted around the country. Well, it's a good time. I mean, first of all, I'm a huge, huge rescue advocate. I think people, long-term listeners at least, are aware of that. I used to talk about rescue dogs all the time, um, rescue cats, rescue animals in general. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great time to rescue, especially when people are home more. They have more you know, time on their hands to train uh, a new pet. Let me ask you, gentlemen, uh, both a question. Have you ever heard of people using the numbers set one four three? Did you ever hear that, Pete? I love you. I love you. Yes, I've heard that. Do you know where that comes from? Texting? No, I think it might actually come from uh, Fred Rogers, although I'm not sure he originated it. But he said, the number 143 means I love you. It takes one letter to say I and four letters to say love and three letters to say you. 143. 143. I love you. Isn't that wonderful, he said. So I thought that was a nice little quotation also from Fred Rogers. We're going to talk a little bit more about Fred Rogers. We're going to talk about a gentleman that I never knew what he had done before. I've always admired quotations from a gentleman named Charles Swindoll, S-W-I-N-D-O-L-L. And probably for 20, 25 years, I've had a quotation from him stuck under the glass that covers my desk. And the subject was attitude. Um, I don't have that exact quotation here this morning, but I thought, I wonder who this guy is, and I did a little research and found out he's actually a Baptist minister down in Texas. Hmm. He is well into his 80s or beyond right now, but we have some interesting quotations from him as well. So today we're going to talk a little bit about it's time to check your attitude. That's the theme from our show. A lot of people are enjoying being home for a little while, (laughs) then they get bored, And then if they have young kids at home, the kids are driving them nuts. And then they're trying to find ways to keep the kids interested and educated. 
So, Pete, you've got young children at home. You've got children at home, three of them. Are they going online and taking courses and doing some studying? Because they're not going back to school this year, right, or this season? Uh, it's still up in the air, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen um, in uh, terms of going back to school, no. Uh, right now, they're supposed to go back to school right after May 4th, but I expect that that will change, and I think everybody is in agreement that that will probably change and that we will not have uh, any more um, schooling uh, this year uh, other than at home. And it's limited what can be done at home, unfortunately, especially with my oldest. Um, there are some online courses that he is taking. Um, it's not a lot, and uh, it's not graded. Um, so the big argument now, and I'm hearing this from several of my friends and seeing posts on Facebook as well, is these parents are struggling with trying to homeschool their children. First of all, they're not teachers, and I think people are, st are starting to really appreciate teachers and what they do. Um, but also because there's not a ton of curriculum um, compared to what they are normally learning in school, and the children are fighting them, including my children, because it's not mandatory and it's not graded. Um, so it's really important to do because you're going to fall behind, or I, I, actually what I keep telling them is the opposite. If you do what you're supposed to be doing, um, you're going to be way ahead of the game when we do go back to school, whether it's sometime in May or um, not until the fall. You're going to be way ahead of the game if you, if you do this work that your teachers are providing for you. But it's a struggle because they're saying, well, it's not graded, so I'm, I'm not going to do it. And we basically force them to do it. So in that line, I'm going to read something to you. I, like I said, I've got a lot of quotations to use today. We are going to be talking about some specifics of the economics. What do you do if you have a mortgage and you can't pay your mortgage payments because you're not employed right now? You don't have income coming in? What are some of the provisions of the new regulations dealing with what happens if you get behind on the mortgage? Can the bank go ahead and foreclose? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about taxes a little bit as well. We've got two major tax acts, if you will, that have passed or become effective this year. One is the SECURE Act, which became effective January 1, 2020. And then we're going to talk about some of the tax relief provisions of the various bills that have been passed trying to help people at this horrible time. You started off the show by um, talking about a Fred Rogers quote about, you know, in these difficult times, Look to the helpers. Look to the people who are doing, you know, really positive things in, you know, these dark times. And uh, I just wanted to go through a really quick list of some of the helpers that you can uh, donate some funds to if you are one of the lucky ones who um, has not been laid off or may just have some extra money. Um, this is the best time that you can donate and do some good yourself. There are a lot of good things. So just before we start that, Pete, I'd like to give one other quotation that I think is useful and it's sort of ties in with what you just said about your kids. This says, nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. Thomas Jefferson said that. So I'll give this to you afterwards. Show this to your kids. This is a time when uh, children, kids at home, ideally, if they can be motivated, they could really take advantage of this time to do additional things and keep their learning up. Learning is such an important thing. Well, my middle child um, has been the best of the three in terms of keeping up with his schoolwork, but he got really upset um, earlier this week because it's now been, I don't even know, what, four or five weeks of homeschooling so far? And he has received a couple of really positive emails from his teacher saying that Tyler's not only doing the work but really doing well with it. Um, but he, you know, was going to bed the other night and he said, Dad, do I have to continue doing my work? And I explained why. And he got really upset and um, not angry, just really depressed and sad um, that, you know, we were continuing to make him do this work. But Does he like sports figures, Pete? Uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, he's uh, this past football season, he started to get into football and the Patriots, but um, he's not ever one to watch sports prior to that and doesn't care about any other teams or, or sports to watch on TV. He loves to play sports. Well, when you were a kid, Pete, who was your favorite basketball player, for example? Michael Jordan and then right. Larry Bird, but Michael Jordan was definitely number one. I figured you'd say that. We didn't prepare this ahead of time, ladies and gentlemen, but a long time ago, uh, Peter and I went to maybe one of only two basketball games we ever went to as a father and son. And the... Uh, 
Celtics were playing the Chicago Bulls, and it was Larry Bird against Michael Jordan. And Peter and I were there together, and he was so excited. He was rooting for Michael Jordan, (laughs) and the Celtics won that night. Michael Jordan lost, and he was so bummed out. That must have been at the old TD Garden. It was. It was. The really old one. (laughs) With the yellow seats. But here's what Michael Jordan said once, Pete. I hope the millions of people I've touched have the optimism and desire to share their goals and hard work and persevere with a positive attitude. That's a nice quotation. He's got a great one about um, all the times that he's failed. Everybody says that he's the best, and he said, well, I've done this wrong and that wrong, and he's got a, a really great quote about that. How many missed shots, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thomas Edison said something about that once. He said, I didn't fail 10,000 times before I uh, figured out the light bulb, mm-hmm. he said it took me 10,000 times and then I, get, I got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. So you do have to persevere, don't you? Yeah. Well, let's come back to what you were just starting to talk about, Pete. How can people help during this time? Well, unfortunately, there isn't a lot that you can do with your time, but you can do uh, with your money. Um, and there's several businesses that will ask you for extra donations. Um, when you go to the grocery store, for example, uh, I've been going to Shaw's and, you know, get the mask and the gloves on and everything else. And, uh, at the checkout, it always asks, would you like to help a family out, um, who's, you know, more desperate than you are in these times? And so I always do a small donation. Um, obviously only go when we really need to stock back up again. Um, but I, I mentioned something last week, or maybe it was even the week before. Um, if you do, uh, order out and get takeout, give the um, restaurants uh, workers a large tip, even though you don't normally tip or tip much for takeout. I always did, uh, just not much. But now I'm tipping much more whenever we do decide to get something for takeout. And we're being very careful sanitizing everything when we come home, of course. Um, But there's also, you can um, get gift certificates for um, restaurants that can be used when all this is over. But the real helpers out there are um, people like the American Red Cross, I know you're a big fan of them, Dad. Yes, I am. And the Salvation Army, especially. Both of them. Um, so there's obviously no blood drives happening right now uh, because people aren't allowed to get in, in um, groups of you know more than 10. So there's no blood drives. There's a, a severe blood shortage right now, but you can still donate. Um, you just have to make an appointment, and you can go on their website and actually click uh, to make an appointment for a local um blood donation, or you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS to find your nearest location. So 1-800-RED-CROSS. That's a good thing to do. People do need to have uh, blood uh, donations now. That need, uh, the hospitals need blood donations. And if people aren't allowed to go into the hospitals, even to visit somebody, how do you donate blood? Well, it's really important, and, and there is a shortage of blood right now. And that's something you can do for free. That's just your time. Right. Like I said, there's very few things you can do with just your time right now, but that's one. Um, so this is something I didn't know. The Boys and Girls Clubs of America, I've, I'm quite aware of what they are, but I didn't know that uh, they also provide groceries for kids who um, are in need and for you know children of um, underprivileged families. Uh, so you can donate to the uh, Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, there's also Feed the Children, which uh, provides food to food pantries, uh, shelters, soup kitchens, and churches. Uh, there's an organization called First Book, which uh, donates 7 million books to children in need who do not have internet access every year. Uh, that's especially important for these kids who don't have anything to do with their time right now. Uh, and then Meals on Wheels, most people have heard of. They deliver uh, meals to the country's most vulnerable seniors daily. Uh, I'm just going to read a couple more here. There's dozens and dozens that we printed out, but Bottom line is that if you um, have any spare funds in these times, you know, this is the most important time that you can do something to help out. The last two I'll mention is Ronald McDonald House Charities um, and the Salvation Army. I think most people know what uh, they do and what they provide, but donate. If you have the money, donate. And then it's as simple as looking at your computer or looking at your cell phone and making a call, right? Exactly. And if you need help um, with a phone number or how you can donate, give our office a call and we will get you the uh, right contact information to do something good. 508. Yep. That's a good one. 998-8858. And then one other quick thing with regards to helping is Lance Law is still continuing to give away free healthcare documents now until the end of April only. 
um, have a lot of people taken um, attorney Mike Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance up on, on that generous offer. There's no strings attached. It truly is free. You will speak to an actual attorney, and they will come outside um, and hand you your documents um, either through the car window or you can pick it up in the vestibule. Yeah. I, I want to hear from Mike. How, how are we <laughs> actually doing this, Mike? Well, if you're interested in doing this, you can go on to the website, lancelawinc.com. We have forms for you to fill out. Um, once the form is filled out and emailed back to us, either Tenny or myself will give you a call. We'll talk about your decisions. And then the documents are prepared. And generally what we do is we'll leave them in the vestibule. We'll have people witness them prior to that and notarize it prior to that. And then we'll witness you sign the documents. And then you take the documents with you. So it's a pretty simple process. And I guess if you have a question, they could call the law firm too and they would get yeah. answered, uh, their questions answered. Well, we have a conference call with each individual that we do this with. Right. So, yeah. so what's the number for the law firm, Mike? 508-998-8800. Everybody listening should have health care documents. If mm-hmm. you don't have health care documents and you or somebody in your family gets into trouble, then you're going to have more difficulty if you don't have these uh, important documents. So let me tell you how we're functioning today as we're doing the radio show right now, recording this show for broadcast. We have Brody Houtman, who's sitting in New Hampshire, on his laptop, and he's monitoring the microphone levels and everything else that we're doing. He'll be circling his little cursor, which he's doing right now, (laughs) telling me how much time we are into the show. Um, That's his method of waving to us. So he's in New Hampshire. If you call the law firm right now and said, yeah, I'd like some more information, 508-998-8800, it would go to an answering machine. And then Shannon from home uh, periodically picks up messages on the uh, recorded message line, and she'll get them to Tenny or to Mike. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to find ways and have found ways to work around these things. Mm-hmm. But the best way to go to do this is to go on to your website. Uh, tell me what yep. the website is again. LanceLawInc.com. So if and you these... just go in there and you're interested, there's a form to fill out. And we would prepare a healthcare proxy or a healthcare power of attorney, same thing, uh, HIPAA authorization and a living will. And of course, we explain all these documents to you, what they are. Um, I think people are most interested in having a healthcare proxy at this point because if you get sick and you don't have one in place, then the question is who makes decisions for you. So that's a really important document to have. And that could be critical at this time. There was a very famous philosopher in the 18th century in America, William James, who said, James, J-A-M-E-S, the greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitudes. We must be um, really exciting because Luna is underneath the table and her face and her paws are twitching like crazy as she's dreaming. So hopefully none of you at home are twitching and dreaming right now. (laughs) Well, I want to come back to what you were starting to talk about, Pete, some of the ways that people could reach out to help others, because a lot of people are trying to do that right now. One of the greatest resources and assets we have in this community um, is we have the New Bedford Community Foundation. It's a wonderful resource. I've forgotten how many uh, millions of dollars they have in assets right now. There was just an article in the newspaper a couple of days ago, in the last two days in the New Bedford Standard Times, that talked about... They've sent out 300 and something thousand dollars to help various organizations in the community. Nice. So if you don't know where to donate money, you can always donate it to New Bedford Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. They're a wonderful resource for really interacting with all the other nonprofits and good services in the community, and they'll make sure it gets to the right place. And, and speaking of, uh, if you have any kind of uh, questions about any type of communications you've received, uh, asking for donations or um, asking for credit card information or to verify your social security number or anything like that. Uh, as always, whenever there's a time of crisis, and this is the biggest time of crisis that I've ever seen in my lifetime, but whenever there's a major hurricane or anything else, there's um, uh, really evil people in the world who will take advantage of it and try to pull scams on people, especially the elderly. So if anything looks even remotely fishy, uh, don't donate to it or, you know, look into it further, have a family member look into it further or let us know and we'll m- let you know whether that's actually uh, a valid organization or not. How about your hospital, Pete? 
Think about what the hospitals are doing right now. First of all, they're not allowing anybody to go in unless it's an emergency case or a COVID-19 case. So that means their regular patient revenue is way down because they're trying to keep beds available in case somebody has a coronavirus need. Mm-hmm. That means their revenue is down, and yet who's in there working? The doctors, the nurses, the attendants, the cleaning people, yeah. they still have to keep that facility going. Mm-hmm. The hospitals are losing a boatload of money right now. I so, just heard on the radio the other day a nurse uh, that works up in Boston talking about how her normal um, area is in the heart care um, section of the hospital, but they've actually moved her over to the COVID section because they just need nurses that badly in that section. I read something with regards to that as well. So for any of you who are listening, um, whether it's you or your children, anyone that is related to you who is recently um, unemployed, uh, laid off, um, hopefully just temporary, um, there's some uh, unemployment information that I just wanted to share with you. Uh, If you haven't filed already, basically you'll be receiving approximately 50% of what your average weekly wage was. Um, and there's also a maximum that is, uh, set by law as of the fall of 2019, the maximum weekly benefit amount was $823 a week. So that would assume that you're making $1,600 a week. So there's probably not a ton of people in that category, but, um, that's just something to mention. Um, you also are considered to be working full time, uh, if you work between 35 and 40 hours per week. If you are unemployed and you are lucky enough to find some part-time work, you can do that. You can make up to one-third of your unemployment benefit without that benefit being offset. Um, so you are able to work, but it's just a minimum um, amount, um, you know, like six hours or something like that a week. Um, there's, there's recently over 16 million people who have been unemployed in America. That's a really scary figure. That's, that's a really high number. It's the most that we've seen in well over 50 years. Um, and it'll go up again this week. Yep, yeah. it will. Uh, last week it was you know 6.6 million new people uh, recently uh, unemployed. Um, one of the things with this stimulus uh, package is most people will be, once they're unemployed, receiving an additional $600 per week on top of what you get from your state benefits. Uh, the average unemployment check is less than $400 per week in the, uh, across the country. So that's why they're trying to do that $600 a week additional um, income to try to make up for the difference. And in most cases, that probably will uh, make up the difference. The other thing that they're doing is typically unemployment benefits are only 26 weeks long. And then after that, you're just off They've extended that by 13 weeks, so now you can claim unemployment benefits for 39 weeks. And just something of a little bit of interest is uh, the low range for the country for unemployment benefits is an average of $144 a week, and that's in Tennessee. And um, oddly enough, uh, Massachusetts has the highest average unemployment benefits in the country at $515 a week. Uh, one important thing I wanted to just mention, and I'm talking a lot today, so I think I'm just going to take a break and leave the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> oh, no, you're not. <laughs> that $600 uh, extra stimulus um, benefit that I just talked about, that counts as income. So I was talking with attorney Mike Coleman earlier, uh, and that's one of the things that I actually wasn't aware of because there's so much. I mean, we just had the SECURE Act passed, and we're, we had to digest all of that over the last couple of months. And now we have the CARES Act, and we're trying to digest all that. So I wasn't even aware that that $600 a week uh, is counted as ordinary income. I mean, it makes sense, um, but they're not taking taxes out of it. So you should set some funds aside uh, for taxes. Otherwise, you're going to get hit really hard, depending on how long you're on unemployment, getting this extra $600 a week. Yeah, with the normal unemployment, you can elect to have taxes taken out. With this, you can't. Right, exactly. So So don't get hit with a tax bomb later, ladies and gentlemen. Put some money aside for taxes. That's a very helpful insight. Uh, Pete and Mike, I want to come back for just a minute and talk about some of the other ways that people can help. I mentioned the New Bedford Community Foundation. I mentioned donating to your hospital. What happens if you've been to the hospital recently and you say, well, my insurance is going to pick it up, and that's great, and you walk out the door? There's a lot of people who put their own health and their own lives at risk by serving you, 
make an extra donation to the hospital. Ask who you should make a check payable to and help out. You can do something. There's a company called Direct Relief that assembles things like the N95 masks and personal protective equipment, PPE it's called, and they'll get it all around the U.S. and globally. Save the Children is a great organization. UNICEF, I mean, most people have probably heard of UNICEF. It's a United Nations organization. Uh, this puts children first. And think of the fact that there's kids all around the world, including our country, obviously, that need information. So far, UNICEF has delivered almost 6 million protective items to health workers around the world. They have a, their main warehouses in Copenhagen, Denmark, but they can ship emergency supplies anywhere in the world in 48 to 72 hours. So there are lots of good places to donate, and if you have questions about it, you know, whatever you can afford to do, do that. Pete, how about something as simple as helping your neighbors? Well, again, you have to be careful and mindful of social distancing, of course, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually seeing things on Facebook and online of some neighbors who um, have special talents that they're entertaining their whole neighborhood or their whole block or whatever. And, you know, I've, I've seen people who are magicians putting on shows uh, at a distance from all their neighbors, but uh, just trying to do something to entertain people. My wife showed me something last week where there is a DJ who's going out at least once a week and setting up all of his DJ equipment and speakers and everything and putting on like a block of radio um, party. Um, locally, there's a, a musician, uh, Craig DeMello, uh, who every Friday night on Facebook is, has been doing like a two to three hour concert, just him, um, acoustically, and it's been great. A lot of uh, a lot of James Taylor, um, you know, a lot of really nice acoustic songs, and um, that's been a little break to get some peace and enjoyment every Friday night. He's been doing that three weeks in a row now. Um, so there are things that you can do to not only not lose your mind in sanity, but just to help out in general. Greg DeMello was my teacher in middle school and high school. <laughs> Brody just typed that up on the computer, so I forgot that. Craig DeMello is actually a, a teacher. Uh, he, he's a musician, um, usually you know nights and on the weekends, and I've seen him several times. He's really good, so check him out as well. See, even from a distance, uh, Brody's checking in on the computer as we're talking. <laughs> Brody, yep. you're not on Facebook. You'll have to get a Facebook account so you can watch your former teacher every Friday night. Brody's not on Facebook. I didn't realize that. Well, we're going to take a very short in-house break and just remind everybody again that at this time in particular, one of the most important things that everybody listening ought to have is medical legal documents, including what, Mike? A healthcare power of attorney, or as people sometimes call it, a healthcare proxy, and a HIPAA authorization, and a living will, and we're preparing all of those documents for free right now. So if you're interested, visit the website or give us a call at five zero eight nine nine eight 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 zero zero. It's it's interesting with this in home uh, in office studio. Uh, there's far more distractions than we used to get at the other studio, but it's so much nicer and more enjoyable and more relaxed than uh, where we were before. Uh, but there are distractions because the old studio didn't have any windows and uh, didn't have any dogs and uh, didn't have Brody typing messages that pop up on the computer and all <laughs> kinds of other things that just sort of take us uh, uh, away from the radio for just for a second. Um, I'm here, and we've got this big window looking out onto our parking lot, and my son just popped up outside the window and gave me a big goofy grin. So <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We love you anyway, Brody. We really do. And um, there are a lot of organizations that are reaching out to help people today, including the various Masonic Lodges. So I belong to Star in the East Lodge in New Bedford. Peter does also, and Brody does also. We also belong to some of the Scottish Rite organizations. I was telling Peter that uh, in the last 10 days, I would say, I've received five separate communications from various Masonic Lodges just saying, hope you're okay. I also got a phone call from uh, somebody going down making the call list. So those are nice ways to reach out. The other thing when I was talking before, Pete, about neighbors helping neighbors my next door neighbor who happens to be a nurse by the way 
has reached out to me several times by text saying, I'm going to the pharmacy, I'm going to the grocery store. Is there anything you need? I'll pick it up for you. I was going to mention that before when we were talking about neighbors. If you have elderly neighbors, not saying that you're elderly. but Thank you, Mike. <laughs> if you have elderly neighbors and you know they have to stay at home and they're, sometimes they could be alone, so check in on them. Give them a phone call to see how they're doing and if they need anything. Okay, and I have a special challenge for Pete and for Mike. Uh, I've been flipping through papers looking as I'm talking here. And we have an entire conference room when we're flooded with papers. One of the documents we talked about, and I'd like to repeat it again if you could help me find it maybe in some of your material, is mm-hmm. uh, there's a special fund available to reach out to artists. So if you think about artists who maybe can't perform their work or whatever it happens to be, um, we'll see if we can locate that little memo, uh, Pete. But as we continue on, um, take advantage of the opportunity to have your documents in place if you haven't already done it. So Mike just found what I was looking for. Thanks, Mike. Mass Cultural Council has announced a COVID-19 grant fund for creative people. Grants of $1,000 are available to Massachusetts individual artists and independent teaching artists, humanists and scientists, who have lost income derived from their work as a direct result of the COVID-19 related cancellations. This is real important. Uh, This is a deadline that's coming up so quickly. The application deadline on this is April 22 at midnight, April 22, 2020. Uh, What's that, like a Tuesday or a Monday? Can you look on a calendar, somebody? That would be a Wednesday. A Wednesday. So when this show is broadcast on Sunday, you've only got a couple more days to do that. And let's see, Mass Cultural Council, I'm trying to figure out how they would do this. See if you can look at if there's any information on that and how somebody could get in touch if they're interested. So a lot of what we want to take care of is um, helping children as well, taking care of people in our neighborhood. Here's another quotation I liked from Fred Rogers. The underlying message of the neighborhood, which was his program, is that somebody cares about you. It's possible that you care about others. You are special and so is your neighbor. That part is essential. That you're not the only special person in the world. The person you happen to be with at the moment is loved too. Fred Rogers. Mass Cultural Council is um, located in uh, Boston, uh, and you can call them toll-free at 1-800-232-0960. And it says on here that the program guidelines and online application are available, so you can go onto their website and just apply Mass right Mass Cultural online. Council. Yeah, Mass Cultural Council. If you forget this information, don't have time to write it down, you're driving and listening, whatever, get back in touch with our office and we'll provide this information to you. Can I give you one more Fred Rogers quotation, gentlemen? Actually, I've got several, but I'll give you just one more right now. When I was young, most of my childhood heroes wore capes, flew through the air, or picked up buildings with one arm. They were spectacular and got a lot of attention. But as I grew, my heroes changed, so that now I can honestly say that anyone who does anything to help a child is a hero to me. Another great Hmm. quotation from Fred Rogers. So let's continue along. I do want to mention a couple of quick things about taxes. Um, You know, I think what we'll do, Mike, before we do that is let's talk about mortgage relief a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, you've got a copy of this too? All right. So there's a very recent article just two days ago in the Boston Globe. Mortgage relief can come with a very large catch. And the first thing you need to do is if you think you cannot afford to make your mortgage payment, don't sit back and do nothing and assume that it's okay. Right. You need to reach out and do something. Yeah, I think the first thing to consider is whether you can make the payments. If you can make the payments, then you should. Um, but in the event that you really can't do it, there are options. Um, this story starts with a story about uh, a couple who couldn't make their payments, and they contacted their lender, and the catch was that they would have three months of forbearance of mortgage payments but at the end of three months, they have to pay a lump sum. 
of the mortgage payments that they missed in those three months. So that would come to $5,200. That, that wouldn't could, help, would it? No, not really. I mean, unless you were able to save that money in the meantime. But this particular couple owned a small business, um, a photo booth rental business, and that basically that business was um, not bringing in any revenue because no one could go out and use it. So, right. <laughs> Well, in the two weeks between March 2 and March 16th, uh, forbearance request, request not to make a payment on your mortgage, increased by 1,270%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, let's see, the week of March 16th, it went up another 1,900%. Right. So a lot of people are concerned they're not able to make their mortgage payment. But as part of the uh, $2 trillion stimulus package, collectively called the CARES Act, Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act is CARES. Uh, homeowners were provided with two kinds of protection. One is a foreclosure moratorium. Right now, your lender or mortgage servicer cannot begin or proceed with a foreclosure for 60 days. So that started on March 18th. That's just a moratorium. That means nobody can start a mortgage foreclosure. This is for homeowners. It's right. not necessarily for a business. Correct. And the CARES Act gives you the right to ask for an initial forbearance of up to 180 days, which is six months. Uh, If you need additional relief, you're entitled to an extension for another six-month period. So the interest still accrues, but there's no interest in penalties being charged during that time. Another thing you could do is you could ask your lender, say, look, I'm out of work right now. My unemployment is half of what I was making before. I can't afford my mortgage payment. Could I not make my mortgage payment for a while and have those payments be added on to the end of the mortgage? Mm-hmm. But you've got to make that request. You've got to ask for that. Right. There are definitely, if you're going to go into this sort of a request, there are certainly some questions that you should ask your lender if you're going to contact them. First one would be, will you owe the entire unpaid amount in a lump sum once the pause period has ended? So in other words, if you don't pay the mortgage for three months, are you going to have to pay a three months worth of payments in one lump sum. Like uh, Ray just said, can the loan term be extended so that missed payments are added to the end of the mortgage? Um, That would be an important thing to find out. Um, Ask if your subsequent monthly payments would be higher for a period of time to make up for the deferred amount. So you want to make sure that you know exactly where you're getting into. Uh, It may be better to struggle to make payments rather than miss three months of payments but then owe $5,000 or $6,000. Okay, we're going to talk about taxes in a minute, and Brody's also uh, good enough to put some information up on the screen that I'll come back to in just a minute, Brody. Um, this this forbearance provision, which is under the CARES Act, by the way, uh, only applies if your loan is federally owned or backed by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, HUD, uh, Veterans Administration, Agricultural, and so forth. So it's not every single mortgage that's eligible for this forbearance program. But you have to start by making an inquiry, and uh, you might be able to work out a repayment plan or a loan extension. Mm -hmm. Don't sit back and do nothing. That would be the biggest mistake. And most importantly, if you can't pay, make sure you contact the lender. Don't just not pay, because then you're going to have penalties and fees, whereas if you contact the lender, they can possibly waive penalties and fees. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your credit cards. Any, any any, Any bill like that, just reach out to them. Uh, I'm certain 100% that you will get assistance from them of some kind, but uh, don't just do nothing. So I want to come back for a minute to um, taxes. We started talking a little bit about the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act happened uh, long before we had the current coronavirus crisis. It was actually passed last year and became effective on January 1st of this year. And for the most part, what the SECURE Act did, said it said that if you inherit money from somebody in an IRA account, generally you have to take the money out now over a 10-year period, or you can wait until the end of 10 years and take it all at once, which is a disaster. It also increased the age by which you had to start taking your minimum distribution, your RMD, it's called Required Minimum Distribution. And it said now you can wait until age 72 to do that. So that was kind of interesting. That's a little helpful. Mm -hmm. It also allows you to contribute money into an IRA account uh, until an older age. Usually you you had to do it up until age 70 and a half, and you could not contribute to an IRA beyond that. 
Now you can. Uh, there's other requirements. We can give that to you if you need it. So those were seemingly innocent things, except there's some real traps for people who plan to leave IRAs to children. For example, it's going to be a tax trap for the children. There's some things we can talk to you about, about how to make that easier tax-wise on the kids. Uh, just you know, give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to go into that. So the SECURE Act was one thing, and just as we were starting to digest that and figure out, all right, what else could we do so that people didn't get stuck paying a lot of taxes when their parent died, for example, then along comes the coronavirus, and now we have other kinds of tax rules that are out there. Um, and a lot of this is available in printed form. Uh, three things you must know about an inherited IRA, for example, or seven common questions on the SECURE Act. Um, I'm not going to take time to go into all that because we've only got um, about another 10 minutes roughly to talk to you. I'm we're talk going commercial-free today, right? Say again? We're going commercial-free today? Well, I gave that little blurb about halfway through. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing commercials today. We are a commercial, don't you think? Um, I had an interesting inquiry from a, a doctor, a friend of mine, recently about something called a, a backdoor Roth IRA. Did you ever hear of that? No. Did you ever hear of that, Pete? Yep. That's because I asked you the words, right? <laughs> I'm sorry? Is that because I asked you the words before? About a, back, well, a backdoor IRA? Well, we were talking about a very Roth. specific case the other day for it. Yep. Okay. We did. Uh, I won't talk a lot about it, but again, I've got some great publications. If anybody's interested, a back, is a backdoor Roth IRA a good move? What is it, just if you can explain it? Well, let's say you make a lot of money. Yeah. Let's say you are somebody like a doctor who makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, they make too much money to contribute to a regular IRA and take a deduction, uh-huh. or they can't. They make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA, which has income limits on how much you can make and still contribute to a Roth. Oh, I see. And yet, a Roth is not a bad thing to have because you don't ever have to take distributions from it. You can pass it along to kids and so forth. So, a backdoor Roth is if you make too much money to do a regular Roth, you can't do a Roth at all. Uh, you set up a regular traditional IRA account. Mm-hmm. Then you do it a Roth conversion. You convert it into a Roth. Uh, of course, when you do that, you have to pick up the income tax, which would be quite substantial. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, maybe you're getting a deduction, or maybe you're not for the traditional IRA, but now you've got to pick it up and report it as regular income. Mm-hmm. There's a real fine line of evaluating yeah. that, whether it makes sense to do it or not. It is a fine line, and, and just like with every single person that we talk to over the phone or meet with in person once this is all over again every single case is 100% different than you know everybody else i mean your your goals and your needs are different than your neighbors uh, they're 100% or not 100% but they're different than you know your uh, best friend across the town um, so everybody has different needs and different goals and uh, different ways that they save, different ways that they spend, different incomes, everything. So I'm not always high on Roth IRAs. It really depends on the individual. Um, Roth IRAs are great because when you take the distributions, um, you, first of all, you don't have to take them unless you w- want to, but when you do, uh, you don't pay any taxes on it. But the other um, factor to consider is maybe you're in a really high income um, tax bracket right now, but when you retire, that tax bracket's going to go way down. So you're going to be paying less if you were um, taking distributions on a traditional IRA. Yeah, and there are some benefits, actually. Um, for example, there's some benefits to taking a traditional IRA account and converting it to a Roth for the parents. Because you know that if you die and your kids end up with this money, they're going to have to take the money out within 10 years. Children typically are working. That means they're already making money. And when they have to take the money out of the traditional IRA, it puts them into a higher tax bracket. So more of the money gets wasted on taxes. And that 10-year period is something that's fairly new. We've discussed before. Uh, it's the it's part of the new Secure Act. Act. Uh, you can no longer take um, IRA distributions and stretch them out over um, your own life expectancy if you inherit an, an IRA. You now have to do it within 10 years. So here's the reason why it might be beneficial for a parent who says, gee, I don't want to stick my kids with high taxes on an IRA. Maybe they're not going to need to take the money out. So what they could do instead, 
The parents could say, I'm going to convert my traditional IRA into a Roth. That's a taxable event. The parents pay the income taxes on it. Mm-hmm. And now the kids aren't going to get stuck having to pay taxes later. But again, that's just you know on a case-by-case basis. Right. So we've got uh, good handouts that we've put together. Um, be happy to provide this if somebody wants it. There's a lot of great information. It comes from a service we belong to. It tells you how a Roth works. A lot of people think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but they don't know all about it. It compares different types of IRAs. And this is about a 24-page document. If you want that, give us a call and say, I'd like the information on the Roth IRAs and the IRAs. So let's talk a little bit, Pete, about the corona tax, coronavirus tax relief. Uh, this is directly from the irs.gov website. You can look it up yourself. We can give you copies. Most important thing that changed is you don't have to file an income tax return for 2019 until July 15th of 2020. <clears throat> it was extended. It used to be April 15th, and now it's going to be July 15th. It also means that in the past, you could make a contribution to an IRA account for 2019, and you could do that um, up until April 15th, as long as you hadn't filed your tax return. That deadline is also extended to July 15th. Now, um, I think Brody's trying to, to show us something about the $1,200 payment that's coming out as part of the CARES Act. Okay. Yep. So uh, let's see. I'm not sure what the top of this shows, Brody. If you could pull the screen down just a little bit. I think what he's saying is that... Oh, if you hadn't gotten your economic uh, impact payment yet? Mm. Uh, yeah, you might not have gotten it or you won't get it as quickly if you had not filed a tax return in 2018 or 2019. Well, the other thing is you won't get it nearly as quickly if you did not file electronically and have the um, um, the payments or, or refund direct deposited into your uh, bank account. So let me recap this just a little bit. Uh, if your income was below $12,200, $24,400 for a married couple... And for that reason, you are not required to file a return in 2018 or 2019. Um, then you're considered to be a non-filer. So it's going to take more time, perhaps, for you to get your money. Um, so the IRS typically is going to send out the $1,200 payments uh, to people who have already filed returns in the past. Those who haven't, if you have received... Social Security benefits in the past. They've got your records, and you'll be able to get your benefits that way as well. But one of the things you can do is you can update your own information. So if you don't think you filed in 2018 or 2019 because you didn't have to, uh, you can still go into the irs.gov. You can update your direct deposit information and um, let the bank, let the IRS know what your bank account is, and then that way... They can send that information. Also, if you've moved recently, you definitely want to let the IRS know. So if you're wondering why you didn't get your money, uh, do a little bit more checking or give Peter or us a call, and we'll be happy to help you make sure of that. So if you have moved, uh, you must let the IRS know what your new mailing address is, whether or not you have filed a tax return. It's complicated. One quick uh, request that I'd like to make for, uh, for any of you, uh, especially any of you listening who are clients, but really any of you who would just like to weigh in on this topic, we've had at least a weekly discussion as to the best way to uh, stay in touch with you. Uh, we used to do mailings, but um, some of us feel like we don't want to do that because a lot of people are afraid of you know getting stuff in the mail nowadays. So do us a favor and give us a call. Send us an email, 508-998-8858 or info at USA Wealth Group, or go on Facebook and, and post something on our on our wall or send us a Facebook message and let us know what you would prefer the best way for us to remain in contact with you. Um, we, we have too many clients to call each one of you individually, um, but would like to know how we can get in touch with you and keep in touch with you other than through the radio show and our Facebook posts. Um, and, you know, we're, we're really going back and forth as to whether we should do a mailing. So I feel horrible because I've got so many wonderful quotes that I wanted to, to use today, Peter. So I've got to start with a couple of them here. 
This is from Charles Swindoll. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. And one person who really displayed attitude a lot, uh, especially during a time of crisis, was Winston Churchill. He said once, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. I liked him a lot. I I have some recorded speeches that he gave on a CD that mm. once in a while I play in the car. He was an amazing orator. Yeah. He also said once, I am prepared to make, excuse me, let me start again. I am prepared to meet my maker. Whether my maker is prepared for the great ordeal of meeting me is another matter. <laughs> you like that one, Pete? I'll give you one more from Winston Churchill, then I'm done with him. The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. That's sort of where we are today, isn't it, when you think about it? If there's something that's good that's come out of this whole um, coronavirus thing where the environment is being helped by it, apparently pollution is down. Um, There are fewer cars on the road. Um, Animals are starting to wander into cities now because there's no one on the streets. So... Sounds like a sci-fi movie. It is. I've seen there are video clips of deer wandering around, you know, Venice and Paris, and the waters <laughs> in Venice are much less uh, polluted and, and much clearer. Yep. Well, I, I want to leave you with a couple of other minor thoughts. This is uh, Colin Powell. Colin Powell has always been one of my favorites in this country, uh, General Colin Powell. I always thought that he should have run for president, and he would have been a great president. He said, I I think whether you're having setbacks or not, the role of a leader is always to display a winning attitude. I think if you've seen Andrew Cuomo in New York and Charlie Baker in Massachusetts, the governors, um, I think they're really way up at the top in terms of people who can express attitude properly and a good example. So um, as we conclude today, gentlemen, I just want to say thank you very much there's so much more that we have to offer, and there's so much more that we can uh, do to help each other. Have a positive attitude. Reach out. Give us a call if we can help you. Call Mike at 508-998-8800. Call Pete at 508-998-8858. If you want information from the show, give us a call. We're here to help. Thank you very much, and as always, stay well, and thank you for listening.